Well, St. Catharines, they're, um, I mean, obviously it's a game where we just got to be ready to play. And, and emotional game the other night. And, um, you know, finding a way to win that game was huge. And now you got to bounce back quickly. And we're going to see a lot of, uh, in league play this year, we're going to see a lot of Saturday, Tuesday games uh, versus last year was almost always Saturday, Wednesday. So um, I think this is good. This will be our first time um, coming off a Saturday game. It was our first Saturday game. And then I think it really prepares us for league that way. But there's a team that does a lot of different things offensively. Their dribble drive, uh, set a lot of high ball screens. So we just got to be sharp with our pick and roll defense. Got to guard the ball well, carry a hand. Obviously, they're a lot smaller than us. And so they can really stretch you out. And so our, our, our guys are going to be put in some positions maybe they're not um, exactly used to being in. So we're going to have to do some things, different things that way. Um, defensively, they're going to play almost all man. They'll do a lot of full court pressing stuff, so we've got to be sharp with that. Um, they'll play some 2-3 zone, some 3-2 zone. Um, and so they kind of do that all equally. So it'll be a good game for us from that respect of being able to have them be prepared to see a lot of different things. Uh, we've had a couple games like that, so it's been good. Um, but certainly we're a lot bigger, a lot more physical, uh, a team that we should really rebound well against. And so just excited to see where we're at mentally um, and how sharp we are and we've got to execute our stuff. I'll just going over and they play a lot of guys too. So it's another, team. another team where you're going to have to. Yeah, they have, nine new, they have nine new guys in their program and they play, uh, you're right, they, they're constantly subbing. And so... Um, so again, just with their personnel, um, getting the right matchups, right, that can favor us, um, and, and then knowing how to take away their strengths. And you're right, it seems like the last, I don't know, four of the last five games or something like that, we've seen teams that are playing 10, 11 guys relatively consistently. So I think it has made us better. Um, we have made maybe a little more, few more mistakes than I would think we normally would um, guarding personnel. And I think that's the main reason why is because there are so many. And as a coach, you got to sit there and say, okay, are we, are we loading our guys with too much information? Because if you're overthinking, right, the more you think, the slower your feet get. And you want, them, you want your guys to be instinctive and just go play. And that's always the balancing act of uh, your preparation and giving them too much things because the legs feed the wolves. And so, um, you know, we did give the guys a day off on Sunday, which they, quite frankly, really needed. Um, had a, I thought a, a pretty good practice today. I thought we were pretty sharp with our things. And so, um, you know, got to take care of business at home, which fortunately for us, we've been able to do pretty well. They're not, like you said, very big, but they actually their rebound numbers are about even or ahead of the opponents. Now, again, relative to who they played. Right. But they got a guard, this guy, who had 18 rebounds. He's 6-2 in one game. He's their leading scorer, too. Yeah, they, I mean, they do. Like, they just... Um, um, it's all comparative, right? Like, so I, I, I'm, you know, I've coached at the NAI level and D2 level and low mate. And to me, there's a way to um, win every game. So you look at every team, and obviously levels are different, but you look at them for what they are. And as uh, our philosophy is always, you try to take away their strengths, you know, or minimize their strengths and make teams beat you at what they're not great at. But that is certainly one of their biggest strengths. Oh, is, is Nimi still on a 10 minute? I got to talk to Carl. Um, um, he will be on a restriction, restriction. you know. Um, um, you know, he did some full court stuff again today. It's just kind of a, I mean, it's just one of those deals right. where you just, you literally are constantly in communication. How do you feel? How did it go today? What did you, you know what I mean? And 
um, just seeing where their load impact is and how hard they went. He did some good things out there today. Um, but it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of, I feel like this year has been like that, where it's, it's just we're juggling a lot of different things between injuries and health, and we're not real, we're not the deepest team in the world, and we're just feel like we're juggling a lot of balls right now. You know what I mean? But it, but it's what we have to do, I think, to be the best that we can be long term. So he'll definitely be on a minute restriction until what point? I don't know that yet. It just I think it always just depends on how he reacts to everything, right? And how he feels and his feedback to them and our feedback on I forget what we call it our. We have some technology stuff that we're looking at, and it's like, you know, so, Coach, so know, it depends on. I know you respect every opponent, but do you manage minutes tomorrow with BYU coming up on Saturday? Or you Being in Merle, place. <coughs> yeah, it just depends on how the game's going. You know, it's like, it's like a perfect example is that is Nimi. Like, we found out, you know, after, basically after shoot-around or whatever, and talk that, okay, he can play for 10 minutes. Well, what's the difference between 10 minutes and 12 minutes or 8 minutes to 10 minutes? Like, I, I don't know where these numbers come up from, but the experts have them. And, um, and so, you know, initially in my mind it was going to be um, a three-minute run in the first half and then another three-minute run in the second half and then a four-minute run. That, so that's how ideally we were trying to do it. Well, of course, probably the longest stretch of the year without a whistle was Nimi's first run. <laughs> like it just went forever. And he was in there first. So I went to Carl. How many minutes? Oh, it's been five. So there goes that plan, right? Of three, three, and four. You know what I mean? So like, uh, and, then, and then he had a, one other run in the second half. So you try to script things, but then sometimes it just goes out of script and you got to be able to adjust. So it's the same thing. You can try to have an idea of what you want to do, but you just don't know how that's going to go depending on the game. So... Um, so we'll see, but it's something that we're definitely cognizant of. And then you're two games into conference play, and I remember you told me before the season started that this conference is actually deep, mm-hmm. just based on talent. You saw San Jose State take San Diego State to the buzzer. Can you just kind of elaborate more on that after you've seen two conference games? And yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, every league gets a little wacky, but uh, there was no doubt that, at least in my mind, that the league is going to be a lot deeper, where, um, you know, last year there weren't a whole lot of upsets, uh, quote-unquote upsets, of the top two or three teams from the, but you can see like, I mean San Jose and us, we had a dog fight up at their place, and then all of a sudden that you know San Diego State makes essentially a last second shot to win that game at home, right? And and I just think you can see, and then even looking at it, what I think the road team has won six out of ten games in the first two games, so um, it's going to be a dog fight. I think there's some sneaky good teams that a lot of people aren't really talking about. Um, that are a lot better than people realize. And so um, I think there's just going to be a lot of parity in conference play. And it is a little bizarre to have these games in December. It's exciting, but it's just it's just kind of a different vibe. Like, you know, I don't know how to explain it. You just play two league games, and now you're going back to non-conference play, and it's like, okay, you know, so. But you did um, survive. Yeah, we survived, and we had, you, we had two tight games. Yeah, you don't want to give those up. I mean, we've been battle-tested for sure in these last five games. I mean, starting with LSU. We had a tough one to start the year, but then LSU and North Texas. And North Texas almost beats Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma had to make a huge thought to, to clinch that game, right? So, like, we played some teams that are better than people realize, and we found a way to win with the exception of one game. And so there's something to be said for that, right, uh, in our scenario, which is – Kind of unlike, I don't know, I'm not sure I really remember a season like this, and it's only December 9th. 
what as I was looking at stats, and it's sometimes not fair, but your stats compared to last year's team are almost exactly the same except for shooting. Mm -hmm. You're down about 3% a game. Mm -hmm. Is that a concern, or do you feel like you're just missing shots? Well, I feel like we're missing shots. You know, it's easy. Like in some, Even like the San Jose game, I'm just was so, quite frankly, it was really down on us at, right after the game, the emotion of it. And we won, right? But um, it, there's something we've said about finding a way to win, but there's also a process involved, and I truly believe in the process. And But then you watch the video, and it's like, we just missed some shot, like some point-blank like that I feel like we're going to make most of the time and obviously it happened again the other night um, where I mean I'm watching you know I'm just like, I mean I don't know how to explain some of it it's just how it goes sometimes and good shooting's contagious bad shooting can be contagious right and um, you know we had a couple games this year it was just kind of like not many teams are going to beat us on that given night because the way we were shooting it and that's what's exciting we've been able to grind out some W's with being not real efficient not, I mean, getting good shots that we just don't make, you know, and so certainly we got to be better at some things, with better at ball reversals and just making. I don't think we're playing selfish, but just just keep on keep getting the ball moving and keep it going. But we had great shots. I mean, I don't know. There was less than I don't know three or four bad shots that whole night, and then we missed some point blank ones at the rim too, where we just got to do a better job of just playing off of two feet, scoring it consistently. And I thought we'd self-corrected that in the last seven, eight minutes of the second half and in overtime, we finished those plays, whereas there was a stretch there. We were just wishing and hoping when we were throwing it up. And the exciting part of it is we did make 31 of our last 32 free throws, 21 for 22 in the second half. Um, and we made three of our last four threes. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. <laughs> and we haven't had you ask, uh, you haven't given us a vocal thing about Nigel John. Oh, can you so, talk about him? Yeah, super excited about Nigel. He is, um, that dude is a, a physical specimen. You know, he's 6'9, six, 6'10, six, six, um, like 250 to 260 as an 18 year old young man. And so, and he is athletic and he's got great two, we call it two footed pop where he can get off the floor. And he is a Gata guy. Like, that guy, for his size, like, it's unbelievable. The motor that he has, the feet that he has. He's got great feet, great hands, super physical. Um, he'll duck you in. Um, but he's just, and he's got good feel, you know what I mean? So, like, he's got a lot of great tools. And I know everybody loves the recruits, but we're so pumped about that kid. Like, he's got a chance to be um, really, really good. Or he's a rebounding machine. Uh, and he run, he is shot out of a cannon when he like gets the rebound and outlets. He is <laughs> rim to rim like that fast. So he's got a lot, a lot of tools, and um, and he loves to play. So he's just scratching the surface of how good he's got a chance to be. You use your veterans a lot against Fresno State. What are you hoping to see from your younger guys? Maybe bring them on in a situation. Yeah, you know, I, you know, watching. Watching the game again, like I thought, Trevin Dorius played great. Like he, like he didn't play a lot of minutes, obviously, and he didn't get a run in the second half. And like I told the team this today, like I screwed up. Like I should have, should have played him more because he was so sound and really impacted the game defensively and offensively. Like he was one guy out there consistently screening. Um, Sam, the one three we made when we were one for fifteen, he Sam got open because of Trevin setting a great flare screen. Um, he was really good defensively. Nobody got offense rebounds when he was in. Like he really impacted the game, and I screwed up not playing him more. I thought Sean Barstow had one of his two best games the other night, and 
you know, it's easy for fans to look, oh, he didn't score very much, but he gave us quite, and we threw him in there kind of in that middle of the second half when they were kind of, and I thought he really kind of stabilized us and gave us good minutes. Um, and so just like we told those guys, you know, and Fonz has been sick and maybe not as kind of consistent as he was, and just getting those guys back, you know, in a rhythm and in a flow. And because um, those guys can help, those guys definitely can help us. And it's just when you, you know, you have all those returners and you know exactly what you're get, going to get. And sometimes you, it, 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 it might be a fault out of mind because those guys can make some plays for us and you just got to go and, and be able to do it. So hopefully we can get those guys in tomorrow and get a lot of, you know, quality minutes and game reps um, going back. But but I thought Sean and Trevin especially probably should have played a lot more the other night because when they did get their minutes, I thought they were very good. And Sean was aggressive. He was a little bit tentative for a stretch, which is a normal thing for a freshman. But I thought yesterday he was much more aggressive and just had a good flow to him.